0: So in this share, I'd like to continue on the topic relating to Nemanus and Kasturus, the final one that's planned for now. And I want to take things this time in a bit of a historic direction, which can also give us uh, some insight for our times as well. And this also, th- this also touches on the other topic, which we started this week, a Yid who's not Naaman at all, a Mumar, a Machal Shavas, which is certainly very relevant nowadays. So, when we, when we learn these halachas in Shulchan Aruch, so like I said previously, the way we imagine the Mitzvahs is that broadly, generally, most people are observant, Shemiteiro Mitzvahs. There are a few people, a certain percentage are Chashudim, a smaller percentage are Mumarim. We also assume back then most of the products were local, they're not very complex like I mentioned last year also, in the context of Chumres and Pesach. So you get the general impression that it was fairly easy to keep track of what's kosher and what's not. Nowadays, those two things are no longer true. Most Yidden, unfortunately, are no longer observant for the last 200 years or so. And products are no longer grown locally, produced locally, they're very complex. And even food that's prepared in a store and not in a factory is still a fairly complex uh, project, p- complex affair. And uh, we find in Halacha, in the history of Halacha, there was a, another chapter in time in which they had similar questions, similar problems, when a large percentage of Yudin in a particular area were not sure to mitzvahs mitzvah in the traditional sense. And it was also common for Products to be sent from one place to another, and this created questions. What am I talking about? So I'm talking about the Anusim in Spain. The common term that's used is Moranos. Some say that's not a very nice term to use. I'm going to use the term Anusim. And that's the term we see in Svarim. And uh, this is not just uh, something I came up with on my own, because these denim are, in fact, right there in Shulchan Aruch. I'm assuming I can't uh, catch you uh, by surprise with uh, this trivia fact, because you should have come across it when you were learning the Choymer that we gave out. But at any rate, the Anusim are mentioned by name twice in Yeridea, in Simeon Kuf Yutesa if Yudbeis. Ha'anusim shenishiru ba'artsoysom, imeim esnagim bekashros beinam la'bain atzmam, vein beyodim lehimolet, lamokim shiyuch bulavides Hashem, soymchim ar shchitosun vein oisrin yayin b'magon, and again, in Siman Kuf Chavdalad, which I already mentioned, deals with Yai and there are overlapping details there. So in Sif Test, it says, "So Anusim, Afilu Atovim Shebehem, Einam Yochel Nizor Mimaga Agoy, Kivut Sheim Chashudim Olav, Einan Amman Alshalahem, Afilu B'Shavur, Avol Amman Alshalah Chedim." So in Siman Kuf, your test was talking about they don't have a din mummer, they don't make the ya'in oster by touching it themselves. In Kofchavdalat, it's talking about their namonos the actual wine that they have, and we're saying that that's something they're chashod on, they're not naman shelehem, they're al And the Ramah takes the, the, has a ha'ga here, and he takes the discussion back to the question of touching, like we said in Kofiutes, and here he continues, these are details we're going to get into at length in a minute. In addition to these, there are other mentions of Anusim by name as well in Shulchan Aruch, in the appropriate places where you might have questions. So where did these dinim get into Shulchan from? So... Shulchan Aruch was printed for the first time in the 1560s, which is when the mechaber uh, finished uh, creating it. The of the Adama were printed ten years later or so in the 1570s. Now, I, I assume that when you hear the term Anusim, so the association you have is Inquisition, uh, expulsion from Spain in 1492, etc., and you'd say, "Oh, it makes sense." The mechaber actually managed to be born a few years just before the Gedosh and Svarat, so when he grew up and wrote a sefer, it makes sense that he would uh, be talking about the Anusim, where he came from. But actually, these are three different things, Anusim, Inquisition, Expulsion. And the Anusim problem in Spain started actually a very long time before the Inquisition, certainly before the Gedosh. And the Makarides for these halachas in Shulchan actually are from the Shut Harivash, the divash passed away in the year 1408, which is 84 years before any Gadish happened in Svarad. So what's going on here? So you have to understand the history of Gzaitis, Kufnon Aleph, the massacre of 1391 in Spain, which is 101 years or so before the famous expulsion. Now what happened in 1391? So you can look it up, but in short, there was some um, chief galach, His name was Martinez in Seville. Seville was in Castile. Back then, Spain was divided into a few smaller nations, but this is in Castile. And he made it his personal project to incite the locals against the Jews. This went on for years. At some point, he was demoted. Then at some point, the people who had demoted him were out of his way. And in 1390, he was back in power, greater than ever before. And he kept on against the Yidden, and until things finally blew up. And in 1391, the date given in Hebrew is Aleph. So an attack erupted against the Jews in Seville. I don't know the numbers. I, I'm not sure where the numbers are from and how reliable they are. They say 4,000 Yidden were killed. And those who weren't killed were sort of terrified into converting. So that's what we call Anusim. But Anusim... Uh, not by government to Korea, no some by uh, the pain of the sword. Uh, once this erupted in, Cas- in Seville, and in Castile, it spread throughout the other cities and even into other parts of Spain. So it spread to Aragon as well, another kingdom. And the authorities just stood out of the way. They didn't stop it. And, and this way it spread from place to place. They say the number is given is that 100,000 Jews in Aragon converted became Anusim at that time. At some point, they died down. Maybe the authorities uh, finally got involved. And then, for the next 100 years, you add still a Yiddish in Spain alongside this huge new population of what we call Anusim. And that's really when this whole phenomenon started of Yiddin that are trying to remain loyal to Yiddishites in private, but in public. They're forced to act like Christians, and that's when all the halakhic shayalists began. Ersht, only later in 1478, in case you're wondering, is when the Inquisition began in Spain, probably in part due to these types of people. And then in 1492, there was the expulsion, and then you had Moranusim, but that's the timeline. So the two big Pisken that dealt with these questions as they arose in 1391 were the Rivash and the Nazbats. So. What I'd like to do here is go through all the tshuvas that touch on this question, particularly of Neumonus and Kashras. The ones of the Rivash are more well known, the ones of the shbats, not as much, we'll get to that. And I haven't seen anyone that actually brought all of the tshuvas together, especially of the Rashbats where you see different phases and different opinions over time. So where does the Rivash come from? So in short, one of the hashvah shtet cities in Aragon generally is Valencia. That's where the Rivash, Bar Shashas, was the Rav. Mentioned last year about a previous Tkufa where he was a Rav in Saragossa, in the context of reading the McGill in other languages. And uh, the attacks reached there as well. And when he was about 65, he fled, like many other Jews at the time, to North Africa. So that's when the Swaridim have this big exodus and Swaridim starts spreading across the Muslim world, the Arab world. Uh, and that's where the term Sfaradim really comes from, uh, once they left Spain. So he ended up in Algiers, in t- today the country of Algeria and North Africa. And that's really how the, the Svardi community started there and became a very kahila from then on for many generations till recently. Like I said, the Rivash passed away in 1408, and already uh, 150 years later, a little less, they printed his Sefer of Chuvas before the Shulchan Aruch, and it was therefore very influential on halacha, especially you see in Biseres and Shulchan Aruch. So someone claimed that literally every time the Mechaber brings Rivash, he always paskins like him. I didn't uh, fact check that. The um, it was printed this early, we have a problem, a slight problem, which is that the censorship changed a lot of the lashonos when you're learning about it. and goyim. So all the words are a bit off. But let's start with the Rivash. And later we'll see that Rajbat quotes other things from him, Balpeh, which shows that actually his opinion changed over time, but the chuvas we have in front of us seem pretty consistent. So in rivash Sim and Dalit, I saw someone point out something interesting, that really there originally there were three chalakim of chuvas in the rivash. And each one corresponded to an era of his life. And it seems like the Matpisim, when they printed it, they got it entirely backwards. So the first group of Chuvas in the Rivash are all from Algeria. Like you see, this is in Simindal, all these Shilas are right in the beginning. And then the last section, all the way, uh, uh, the, 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 even the numbers of the children obviously it's not relevant here, but you have the last section is the beginning, the middle section is the middle, the first section is really the end. Anyway, <clears throat> so this is addressed to Another year. his name was Astarug Cohen, he lived in another city in Algeria. So this is a the question they were dealing with, back with, uh, they, they all came from Spain, and they're still interacting with the people back from Spain, so the Shaila was, can the Anusei Hasman to have a to Christianity, can they press the grapes, and will be a kosher, wine, as if a Yid pressed it. And the Khlaal, many of these Anusse make, produced their own wine, and they said they did it properly, can we trust them? And if they ship it overseas, because there was this connection by sea between Spain and North Africa, so if they ship it and they say it's kosher, do we trust them? And if they invite someone to their house and they, they serve meat and wine. Can we trust that it was done properly? And he wouldn't be machel and isr biyadayim, af bi yisrolu, and the kelim are fine. And Bechalav, the shchita, when it comes to mummer, Right? The first thing you want to know. The shchita, do they touch wine? Does it become ya'i How do we view them? How do we treat them? So, the chihuah begins, he begins with the etzim, shayelah, of what's their stu- Just the, the fact that they converted. What, before we get to their behavior and what they're doing day to day. The fact that they converted. Does that make them a moral? lavei de zara? Is the conversation over? Right? That's what it says in Simen Beis. All right? A Finished. So the Divash says you should know that someone who's over and all the mitzvahs of the Torah, the and even in Mavei Dezara, where they did it as a okay, they're over and Yohadik Vali that's pretty severe. Mavei is severe, Yohadik Vali is severe. But in Mavei you're still good. You're just as good a Yid as anyone else. You're not possible a You're like a Yid in every detail because it was all Ba'inus. They still wouldn't punish you for it. And if you go ahead and you're over, then you weren't Mekayim v'ahavta, and if you did it before Hesya, you were over on Benikdashdi, and you were over on Laysachalum. But it's all Metecha So you're not Nifsa Le'edos. This is the halacha in Shulchan Aruch is discussed in Ebena Ezzet, and the Ravash is cited there as well. He says, because if Basin on wouldn't punish you for this, so then you're not Nifsal That's the two things go together. This says, the Rambam it's in Sanhedrin that says, if you do anything your Chavmis is Basin for Boanus, there's no Misa. Even if it was Yoharic Valley Avra Rambam says, even though you're Machal as but you're an Anus, you're not Narak. Not only that, it's not the divash, you're also Potter B'dinah Shemayim, you're Potter from Cardus by Melech, it says in Chazal. That this uh, card this is there, Loyonas Vilaimutta. So ready the Rashbah the Rashba already had a tshuva about this type of question. Apparently, even earlier on there were yechidim, there were individuals that were uh, that converted Mahmas So the Rashba already then said, and even though he should have been killed a himself to be killed, but it was Mahmas and there's no Khiyaf Basin. So therefore, Yisraelim yaim Magon. Wow. Okay. So we started off, we're very open-minded, we're very understanding, very lenient. All the Arnussim are still wonderful yet. Now the question is, what about their actual practice day to so, day? So the Rivash says that this would apply laloch uh, under the assumption that this person is keeping all the averes, is adhering, is observing everything. K- as much as he can, and then whatever he does in public, we'll say, okay, that's always, he's under duress. But if the person, even when no one will see him, he's already starts being over, he starts becoming lax and his over. And averus, it's Nevelus the the Tayavan, the so then he's and he's a Chashud, like the halachas that we learned. Even though a Mummeladavar Echor is not a mumle call but he's a Mummeladavar. Certainly if it's very Zara and Shabbos, then your mom will call it a then your is like a goy gomer. Ah, uh, you're going to say, what do you mean? Yeah, now the person's being lax, but the whole thing started us. So maybe even now it's us you know. Now whatever he's doing now at home, that's beratzin. If he's doing a peneril where there's no concern that you'll be seen and you'll be caught and you'll be yaliluhu v'yamseruhu, if you don't have the problem and you're still, I mean, over that shows that you're like any other Jew who's lax in his observance. Okay, so he just presented two different uh, types of anusims, so and now the shail is, what's the chazaka? You don't know who this yid is. You don't know who this anus is. What, what should we assume? So now he introduces a new point. He says, the question is, why are they not leaving? Why are they staying there? That itself seems to suggest something about their frame of mind. She says, therefore, the Anusim that stayed in the Artus Hashmad this entire time, so that seemingly seems like there's some willingness here, and they didn't escape like many others. Mayhem Hashirim, Mayhem both rich people and poor people, whatever excuse you're going to have, we find that both types have been able to flee. So if you're still there at this point, we don't have dates, but we you know it's about 18 years that this could have been. So you're right, and now you need a Chakiras Chacham. Now you need a Chacham to investigate and to confirm, you know what, this guy actually is Misnaik Be'kashros, and he confirms that for some reason they feel prevented from being able to leave. And if he can confirm both things, then and then you can rely on their Shechita and their yai. And that's essentially what you saw in Shulchan aruch those two details. From here. But if the Roever Beratzin, even one Aveda so if it's Abedah and Khilo then like a goy gomer and if it's other Yisurin so then they become a mumer lo to each thing still not Yisur Yain b'ma it's not a goy gomer that asses the yain by touching it what about the actual wine back to the question the guy has wine is it mutter uh, or is it asses we said he's not oyster Yain b'ma right This is true, but the yain is still usher because all the anusim who live in Valencia, where he's from, or even the other lands of Spain, we know they're not nizer from stam yainum, from uh, stam wine of the guy, and even if they avoid that, they can't avoid the guy touching their wine. Pashat, what can you say? What can you do? You know they have to keep uh, keep up appearances. So wine is a big part of the culture. You're interacting with Goyim, you're Anusim, so you're, you're, you're living in a Goyesha context, it's, it's impossible to avoid that type of interference with the wine. And Chashud doesn't matter whether you're Boenus or baratzin. they're Chashud, there's something they're not particular about. So they're all Chashudim, that if a Goy would touch it, they would still drink it. So if they're Chashud, so then they're not naman. What about Shalach That's its own question. The maskana is, Ne'men al-shal Chaveidoy, It's also mentioned in Shulchan Aruch, like we said last week, Simon Kofiotas of Zion. So that's his conclusion. There's another tshuva, a pair of tshuvas in the Rivash, Seminyad Aleph and Seminyad Beis. Seminyad Aleph, though, is about other anusim related questions, Gitten, so he repeats at greater length his whole theory about why their, uh, the idea of the Oynes, that Tzobah Oynes, and therefore, the, even though they were not they were Oynes, but they're still okay. I'm not going to repeat it again. The next Seminyud days, which comes in continuation, is actually addressed to the, the same individual, another Yid, Reb Amram, from another city in Algeria. Interestingly, he's also the one, there's a famous Shufa of the Rivash about Kabbalah. It's quoted in Hasidus, the famous line, Anim da da which was said as an anti Kabbalah statement. I'm not thinking about all the Yechudim and I'm just thinking. So that whole interesting chava is also addressed to this uh, Reb Amram. At any rate, so he, he asked these questions, all these questions about Anusim, Semyad Alf, So Semyad which is again about the wine. Here the wine is from Majorca. We're going to get to Mallorca in a second with the Rajbats. And Anusim said they sent it and it's really from Morviedro. Mor- Morviedro has a different name today in Spain. But uh, interestingly, uh, there's a book on the, on the rivash, which I quoted last year as well, by a fellow named Hirschman. He points out there's a marker that says that in the whole Valencia, the only city where they were hidden left was Morviedro. So that's, that's the significance. And there's Anusim are sending it. They're saying, oh, we got it from that place. Okay. So again, he says, "Einan nusim shibayorka." And they can't be. They can't avoid stam and they can't avoid a maga And even the good ones were kashileidos. But if a touched it, they would, still, uh, they would still drink it. So they're chashut. So they're not nemon. But they are nemon al And here he adds this point: they're not even nemon b'shavua, which he got from the Nashba, which is also mentioned in Siman he says, otherwise, if Shavuah helps, then a ech and avelah should be if he swears, I swear I'm going to do it right, or uh, I'm aaretz by T'mai, why do you need to have a chavros? Let him just swear each time, instead of just telling you. Obviously, Shavuah doesn't work. for Every time he's over on a avelah, he's being over on a Shavuah. Okay. So, look at Shavuah. So, what's the mocker? The divash. Look in the base of there, he quotes both Chuvas from the Ribash in the uh, Darzan Sim Like I said, the Ribash is a little more well known. Now let's go to Rashbat. So Rashbat is Shimon ben Semach Duran, nice Spanish name. He was from the island that's known as Mallorca or Mallorca, depending on the spelling or the language. Um, Mallorca is an island in the Mediterranean between Spain and North Africa. It belongs to Spain already for many hundreds of years. So the Rashbats was born in 1361, so he was around 30, 1391, that's when the massacre happened. It reached across the water into the island. The attacks happened there as well, so he also fled to Algiers. And so the two of them, the Rivash, who was older, and the Rashbats, who was younger, were both there serving as uh, Rabbanim. He was there till he passed away in 1444. So despite the difference in age, but they both experienced roughly the same thing, the life before, the attacks, life afterwards. The Rashbats, in addition to his chuvas and the tashbats, which we'll get to in a moment, and I've quoted different ones of them before. Uh, last year I quoted about uh, someone who swore not to be a Shteich Tzibber anymore, about the importance of Tfilab Tzibber, is, is it a mitzvah or not? I mentioned last year regarding the famous Khumra that in Mikvah we try to be Yoitzel More recently I mentioned that Tzemach tzedek mentions his chuvah about what if a was done, but Koyach what's the significance of the term koyacherem, the tashbats was lenient. But he has other works and other topics as well, interesting things. One of them is a the Geshmak of Pirish on Pirkei part of his work called Magen If you ever saw the message of Cook, the Teras Chaim edition of Pirkei with all the Pirishim of the Rishonim, so it's in there as well. So Pirkei Yavis Paragdal, there's a famous Mishnah that attacks in different Rishonimists, called So there's a famous Rambam so there in Pirish Mishnahis, where the Ramam seemingly basically attacks against Kla because by the time of the Rambam, it had already become fairly well accepted that uh, people uh, had a career from Torah, whether Hazarov, a Hashiva, etc. So it became a, a profession. This is salary. So the Ramam says, it's hapach. this Mishnah, it's hapach hazal. it goes on at great length. This also is relevant to Kailal. For a short while, certainly if those who spend their whole lives in Kail. So this is a topic that's still discussed, relevant uh, today. So the Rashbat in turn, in his prayer, to say the opposite, to prove the, the, the opposite from Chazal as well. And at the end, he gets the personal note. He says, and that's basically, why, why am I going on a great length like this? To be appointed at a And this is, he says it in the plural, but the, the royal we, but he's talking about himself. This is the basis for what I did. And the only reason I only started being Naeg Heter, after I looked into this suge and I wrote a whole bunch of shuvas about it, which are also printed in the Tashbits, and others agreed and said, yeah, very good. And we saw that G'dayim before us, also, were already taking money. And anyway, when I was learning Torah, it was not G'day, but part of it is your intention. Why are you learning? Is it, you know, so he emphasizes that, that was never his original intention. He says, we had property, we had possessions. And I studied medicine, which was a very respectable profession in Eritz Edoim in Europe. But only saved our lives. We left all our possessions behind. Whatever we did manage to salvage, we gave to the Goyim to, to let us alone. So we shouldn't be compelled to convert. And that should be enough of a basis for a Hatter for what I'm doing now here in North Africa. I want to continue remaining in Torah. So now in North Africa, I have to take a, I have to take a salary. If medicine was a good profession here, then I wouldn't have this problem. But in North Africa and the Islamic countries, I guess the uh, the you know the, the doctor, the title of doctor, as it was in Europe, did not translate into those places. And he didn't. I ah, why don't I go back home? I don't want to go back home because things are still in up in upheaval, and it's always nukzades and shmad. And he quotes the Chazal that say that someone is bitten by a snake becomes terrified of a rope. Everything looks like a snake, so I uh, would never want to go back and put myself back in that environment. That just gives you some, uh, obviously that's its own halakhic discussion, like I said, the, the shial of taking money, but gives you an indication of what the situation was like and the choice that you didn't have to face in these situations. At any rate, his chuvis, which overlap a lot with the types of questions the deals with, you can find in the Tashbites, not to be confused with the other Tashbites, called Tashbites Katan from Ashkenaz, Today, we have a Machen Yerushalayim. They did a very nice edition, just like they did for the Rivash. However, as they point out, he had, uh, his luck wasn't as good as the Rivash. His chivas were printed for the first time almost 200 years after the Rivash's in the 1730s. By the way, there's an interesting, uh I could say in a, a legend that says that this edition of the Tashbits never rots, never gets wormy. And in are farm in the last bunch of years that that the heard the Shemua, And over the years, Rabbi Hashab would go to different libraries and he would take a look and he always confirmed that even if the other svarim were rotting or whatever was going on, but the Tashbites was always untouched. Yeah? So it only was printed much later. The B'Shasef actually does quote him a little bit because the B'Shasef had a kitzer of his chuvis in Ksav Yad and it is quoted a little bit even in some Havdalet here in this context. Last week I quoted from the ur who quotes the Tashbits. So that's so I wanted to go through his chuvas. They're not as well known. I go through all of them, which I haven't seen anybody do, like I said before. Although, I don't know what the time we have left, how much we can cover. Let's see. So Tashbits in... Ha'lek, Aleph, Sim, Samach, Gimel. So this is something he wrote to someone by the name of Moshe Amar. His father-in-law was back in Mallorca. And here you have this family split in half. The son-in-law is in North Africa. His father-in-law is still in Mallorca and he's one of the Anusim. But they're still in touch. They're still a family. Now his father-in-law sent him wine. Now what? It's awkward. So uh, he's, he writes, they asked the Rivash and the other Bala and they didn't want to say anything. It was so soon. It was right after it happened. They still had him come up with an approach. How do, we, how do we view this completely novel situation? So here you see Lamashal, he's quoting the Rivash and saying the Rivash at some point along the way, wasn't sure. So they gave him the shoes to ask me, even though I wasn't as senior as the Rivash, and he could follow what I say, and this is when I came up with the following. So he starts off with the same question of, first of all, the Anussim themselves, B'tzad O'aynes, forget about their behavior. So he doesn't even get into the question of the, I. The, the people, right? Yeah. So he doesn't even get into the question of Yah Val, I guess it's so obvious to him, but he starts on the next question. Why didn't they leave already? He says <laughs> that says, Take if you're an honest, for a you're potter. And this is the basis for his whole discussion. Small problem is that if you look in the the new Rambams today, they, uh, they point out that this whole passage doesn't appear in the early manuscripts of the Rambam. Maybe someone along the way thought it was important to add this point. It is isn't some uh, manuscripts. They mentioned the Rashbats is one of those who, quote, who quotes it. However, it's pointed out that in the Geras Hashmad of the Rambam, the Rambam talks about these, these inyanim and he essentially makes both points. That really, you're supposed to leave. You shouldn't stay around. He also makes the point that if you do, and we can be melamitzchos, there's room to be melamitzchos. So there is, the Rambam does touch on this. He says, we see the Anusim could have left long ago like many did. I ah, says, I'm melamitzchos. We shouldn't judge, essentially. Maybe an early source of someone saying we shouldn't judge other people. Um, we shouldn't say they're glim gemurim. that now they're a mummer lave We should assume that it's one of the oinsim. We don't have to verify each person's case individually, but we know generally some people can't afford the ship fare. Some are afraid that if they start uh, getting on the move, that will expose them and they'll get punished. They can never know uh, if someone will overreact and, and want to punish them. Or maybe they tried and their plans fell apart or whatever happened. And the Ramam is talking about where none of those apply. We know for a fact that the person can leave and it's just not. He also says, even if we know that there's no Yira, let's say the king says, whoever wants to leave can go. But still, we we should still be lenient. Because maybe deep down they're concerned that maybe it's all a trap. Maybe the second we actually try to leave, they'll kill us. What about the chazaka? Right, the rivash said, fine. We don't know why everyone's not leaving. But uh, at this point, the chazaka is that if you're staying, maybe you're talking not so okay unless we prove otherwise. He says, no. He goes further than the rivash, at least he did originally. And he said, we should assume that the chazaka stays the same until you prove that this person's no good. He says, "Alamai." at the end of the day, only a person himself, like in Pashat's Kedoshim, you have the idea of your Malikacha, some things only you know. He says, the Ramam isn't talking to us. We as uh, other people, we can't judge. Well, the Ramam says, you're no good. That's the, but the person should ask himself. He should ask himself, am I really uh, trapped here or am I able to leave? But that's just for the person to know. That's not for us to say. So that means for sure they're not... Touching things and making them They're not a kashros, more than what the rivash said. And now he wants to be Muhammad's on their wine, also more than the rivash. And he wants to say that either they're not considered a chashud, or it's considered shalachayrim, even though it's being michael when, you, when, we, when, we, when we learned it is, oichel and machil that's still considered means literally someone else's. But he wants to say that it's considered shalachayrim. And then he says, oh, then I found the Ra'a on the Rashba that we mentioned last time. The Ra'a says that there is a musik of a chashid l'achil, ain't a chashid l'achil. The Rashba says there's no such thing. If you're chashid l'achil, you're for sure chashid l'achil. So he says, okay, even though the Rashba is right, but the Ra'a says it, so that's that's something. And then he adds an interesting point. He says, even according to the imnis in this butter and one, we can still determine that this guy is not chashid l'achil. So, Alpha B'Yishu chashid l'achil, say, so, Bezoi, He's only chosheh for himself, not for others. So this is a source, interesting source, which no one else seems to have mentioned. For what we were talking about last year, about the idea that maybe there's some room to use your own input and decide. Okay, maybe this person taka chosheh lech, but he's not chosheh Even though as a cloud, we don't say that, but maybe this person is different. He says, afil adash that we we Ms. Badawan, we determine. we follow the guy long enough and we determine that he is Khashullah. <laughs> is that <not> Khashullah? <laughs> it says Khosh again here. Shah Khasan Yachileu Khamev Lachhile <laughs> Isser, his father in law, the Shvar would be Maqshal, his son-in-law. Maybe unlike the Shvagr, because it says in Shaharah, but Khamaysa, but uh Khaslailazari Da'aba, what you wouldn't do that to someone and then in the end he starts talking about the Hegedas Kiddush Hashem the Hegedas Hashem and how that fits into what he said we don't really have time there's another Tshuva and here you already see a bit of an evolution in how he understood the reality and I saw someone argue that there must have been more years between them, even though they're right next to each other in the Tashbits. A whole complicated question about how there's a shkocha, there was a goya, had wine, and there was supposed to be a yidah mashkiach. But they got into all argument about whether the shkocha was a good shkocha, or whether she had backdoor access. It was a goya. So the, the, sh- the mashkiach himself was saying, I'm telling you it's no good. There was an anus, another year, an anus that said, I actually know the, the, the mashkiach is lying, it is good, it was fine. She couldn't have gotten in. So they had a whole argument on who to trust. So part of the question was, do we even trust uh, these Anusim at all? So they said, right now, and in, back in, uh, in Mallorca, our practice is, is that if they say they bought it from a Yid or they made it in their home, we trust them. But out Mashkiach, we can't trust them. Okay? So he gets into a whole discussion as to whether this makes sense or not. At this point, he says, Chlal, you're generalizing. He says, at this point, why are you generalizing all these Anusim? We have some that are coming now. And we see they're Goim gemurim. So you see already at this point, time had gone on, and the picture had uh, gotten a little clearer. So how do you know if he's kosher apostle? And we see that they're not chayshish for chil or for chayshia, la fi ruban, the karev Lakulan, or all Machal Shavas. And even those who were careful originally, Hechmitsu, Beinan Nisharin Klaal, so things had changed and things had developed, and he's a lot more, he's a lot less sanguine and positive about their behavior. But still, after all of that, he still comes around and he tries to be Mazbeer. Why? Technically, you could still trust them and have a Chaskaskashos until proven otherwise. And Elamai, you can't make sense not to trust him because then the whole concept of is that you're going to confront the guy. If the guy does something wrong, you'll say, ah, you can't do that. But if you're an Arnos, how can you be the uh, Mashkirch on the guy? You get in trouble for that. Um, that's Bikitzer. I'll just say, in one, one, one more minute, in Tashmit Chilik Basim and Samach, he has another Shayel about wine that was sent from Mallorca. And here, which we vash, it's like the same situation, more Dvidero. More, more and from here on, from Beis and on, we see the Tashbits' machmer much more. And I've also noticed, noticed that people point out that in all of this discussion, the more time went on, they never invoked the concept of Tinik Shinijbah, which is the concept that is used today, which is interesting to point out. From now on he says, Vadesha Nusim, Aidam Namon Mahakh etc. etc. although in this case he has reason because he got it from someone else, da da da. da. Tashbits Khaliq Basim Nan Isha he says the rivash originally wanted to be matir with cheese based on the ra'ah who says Khashullah Khashullah Akhla and I told him no. Which is also interesting that the Rivash Bakh This is the Tashbits we quoted last week by the from the Oragodal. Um and then Bitan Khailik Gimel, Simon Khafalaf, and then Khailik Gimel Simon Shinyud beis. We, well, conclude with that. That as time went on, we see that it looks like the Tashbits ended up moving towards being Machmer and saying that it's not okay. Obviously, Lagabe bezman hazeh. Uh, so they said you have the question of Tunic even though they never mentioned it. But it's possible to use it. We also see there's a certain. Sim- you know, sympatheticness, at least originally, they were trying to understand where these people are coming from. And just as time went on, they felt okay, these people, they knew they still were raised in and now they're so it's hard to defend them and justify what they're doing. Okay, stop. It.